This podcast was recorded from our twice-weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. She's someone who has inspired me so much. She has literally changed my life just from showing up in her authentic truth and sharing her own story. So today we're talking with Madison Van Dyne all about mental health, her own struggles with mental health, how eating clean and taking care of herself, simply washing her face completely changed the trajectory of her life. And for those of you who've been following along since our days on air in Reno, we'll get an update on what Madison's life looks like after news. So we'll get started in just a moment, but first, this is The Spiritual Journalist. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello, I'm so happy to see your beautiful face. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I seriously wish I could just reach through my camera and give you a hug because it's been so long since we've been in the same place at the same time, but I'm so glad we've stayed connected over the years since we first met working at a news station in Reno. Yes, I agree. I, and we've had a few virtual interviews since that, and they always give me a, a pep in my step, so I'm excited. <laughs> Awesome. I can't wait. So we always start these episodes with a brief look at your astrology chart, a way for people to connect with you on maybe a deeper level. And this is something I've been really curious about for a while. <laughs> I'm very excited because <laughs> I've so, been learning astrology from you. So I'm, I'm ready to learn. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay. Let's pull up your chart. So I knew you were an Aquarius. You told me this. Um, but if you look at the chart, all of your planets are in your 7th through 10th houses, or almost all of them. They're like all in this bunch, super okay. concentrated. 
And you have what's called a stellium in Capricorn, three or more planets. I think you have four planets in Capricorn. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six placements in Capricorn. So although you are an Aquarius by nature, you uh, love to expand your mind, explore different topics, you have a ton of Capricorn energy. So your moon is in Capricorn, emotionally, internally, you probably feel like a Capricorn, very practical, crave security. Uh, you like the rules, you like the structure, <laughs> which makes sense how you've leaned into um, different programs like Whole30, having that structure has really helped you maintain oh, that's interesting. emotional okay. wellness. Yes. And then your rising sign. So. Your big three are your sun, moon, and rising. Your sun is in Aquarius. That's kind of the essence of your personality, your purpose here. Um, and then your moon is that internal self, your emotional self. You can almost think of it as like your inner child. But your rising sign is how you dawn on people, your first impression, maybe even your appearance. And yours is in Taurus, which I think is so perfect because Taurus is all about the physical, the body, very down-to-earth energy. And I feel like a lot of how you show up is very like, I'm down-to-earth. Like, I'm not, you know, you're, you don't you like – my life story as soon as you meet me. <laughs> that would be your Mercury for okay. sure. Uh, your Mercury – it's actually in Capricorn, um, but it's pretty close to Sagittarius, which is really interesting. So your Mars is also in Sagittarius. Your Mars, Mars rules action. It's the planet of our motivation, our drive. So when you get an instinct or like a little ping that you want to do something or take action, you're probably like, okay, let's do it now and let's do it all. <laughs> like, Yes. It drives my husband yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be Mars and Sagittarius. Um, but yeah, you're going back to your rising sign in Taurus. I just really feel like you wanting to share and be upfront about how you're nourishing your body. And also Taurus is like self-care. You're like, I am going to show up and show you how I take care of myself to inspire you to do the same. So you. It is. Oh my goodness. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason for all of this <laughs> there's a reason for everything and astrology <laughs> I like to look at it you know regardless of your belief system if you believe in God the universe whatever it's just kind of another way of decoding our own personality I recently saw an astrologer uh, describe it as the ultimate practice of empathy because mm -hmm. We're able to see these parts in other people that we also have in ourselves or just understand other people better. Like, oh, this is what makes you tick. This is why you are the way you are. Instead of taking those things on, like, oh, why did she say that that way? Or, you know what I mean? It just yeah. helps for me, at least. It helps me give people a lot more grace. <laughs> we all need grace so, these days. Right. So you have your moon in Capricorn. You also have Saturn in Capricorn. Um, you have Neptune in Capricorn and your Mercury in Capricorn. So this is just, this is how you think. This is how you envision things. You need to have a practical plan and a structure before you move forward on something. Um, meanwhile, once you get that drive, you're like, but I want to do it now. 
but I also need to have a plan. Like I need to make sure this is safe to keep moving forward. Your Saturn and Capricorn, so we all have a Saturn return, usually between the ages of 27, 28, and early 30s. And your Saturn being in Capricorn very much has to do with your work, how your work has changed in that time. But also, since Saturn is in your ninth house, our ninth house rules travel and expansion and exploration, adventure. So I think it's really interesting, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we dive into your story, that a lot of your expansion, a lot of your lessons have come from moving Mm -hmm. and from being forced to move, moving to new locations, um, expanding your awareness, learning higher information, learning higher knowledge about the body and the food that you're bringing into it. Um, So I think that's really interesting that your Saturn return happened right when you were moving and your Saturn is in your ninth house. And also, so we have some planets on the Cancer Capricorn axis, actually in opposition as well on the Cancer Capricorn axis. Cancer is like the mother of the Zodiac, the divine feminine energy. Capricorn is like the father of the Zodiac, that secure, fatherly, masculine energy. So you kind of probably have some opposition between those two parts of yourself, your masculine and feminine sides. But what's interesting is you have all these planets on this side. Like you're relationships, your travel, your expansion, your work, all plays into each other. That's like dominating the story of your life, literally. But over here, I got to point these little guys out. You have Jupiter in the second house, which Mm -hmm. is a great Jupiter placement. The second house rules our income, our values, our worth, our money, and Jupiter is the planet of abundance. So this tells me like, okay, you will be abundant when it comes to your belongings, your values, um, and your family as well. Being in cancer, I would say this made you pretty fertile. Um, (laughs) You can have babies pretty easily. And also that your abundance will come and and your income will come from connecting with other women. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And sharing that mom perspective that you share so often, even when it comes to your business and health coaching and nutrition and self-care, you you always seem to take this lens of like, I'm a mom and I can do this. And if you're a mom, take care of yourself too. But also you have Chiron. In cancer in the second house. Chiron is the wounded healer. So this represents our deepest wounds, our deepest traumas, and when we overcome them, how we can help others. So I would say a lot of your wounds or fears or things of that nature come from, you might have like the mother wound, your relationship with your mother, your relationship to being a mother, self-worth when it comes to being a mother. Um, but once you overcome those things, that will be your greatest gift in healing other people. And you're already doing that. I mean, you're so leaning into all of this energy already, which is just so perfect. I agree. I agree. I'm that's that's just fascinating to hear. People are just gonna come on so you can read their <laughs> read their charts <laughs> for them. I love doing this. The last thing I'll point out as well is, you know, you have your son in Aquarius. Aquarius is kind of the rebel of the Zodiac, likes to march to the beat of their own drum, also likes 
you know, you said that technology is a challenge for you. I think oh, the yeah. more you're able to lean into technology, the more your expression will be able to come out more easily. Um, and, and your expression comes through, your essence comes through technology so powerfully already with what you share on Instagram, what you share on social media, leaning into that will definitely help you lean into your purpose. And your midheaven right here, the MC, uh, is also an Aquarius. The midheaven represents kind of our greatest potential when it comes to our career and our work. And so again, leaning into technology, leaning into what makes you different, your story, your unique qualities will bring you great success. Your north node is also, I believe, an Aquarius. Let me double check that. Um, yes, it's an Aquarius too. So your North Node represents your greatest purpose in this lifetime, the lessons you're here to learn. And again, it being an Aquarius is all about embracing your authentic self, embracing what makes you feel different, leaning into that rebellious energy, wanting to do things differently. Um, and I feel like a lot of times Aquariuses are like the innovators of the Zodiac. And this is so perfect for you because you have literally showed up in a different way like you just started showing up and sharing all these things you're learning and how you've transformed and that has inspired others to do the same just by like being yourself so your greatest lessons and your greatest purpose in this life will just come from being yourself Aquarius also rules like networking, our friendships, expanding our network. And so you've already started doing that with your business. But the more you focus on building that network, showing up authentically through technology, I think that will bring you your greatest lessons and your greatest success. I would have to agree with you on all of that. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Do you have any questions before we move on from this little astrology reading? No, I love it. And I will, I will figure out a way, not, it'll be easy to intertwine everything you just told me with everything that we talk about because it flows so perfectly. I'm sure as you're talking to, I'll be like, well, that's this or yeah. that's that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny too, because, um, your Mercury and Capricorn, this is the last thing that just popped in, is so like your news side, right? Your want, your want to communicate in a way that's practical and easy to understand. It's rooted in fact. There is no speculation here. <laughs> like when you fall into your news voice so easily, like that's your Mercury and Capricorn. <laughs> yep, I do that. I, I put on my blazer, so you know I'm in news mode today, so I got to <laughs> loosen up for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Capricorn placement too. You're like, I'm business. I'm all business. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of your news voice and your news blazer, let's talk about news and how we met. So it's been since 2015, I think six years now since wow. we first met, mm -hmm. um, working at a local news station in Reno. And um, I feel like you and I just instantly kind of clicked. Like I started working on weekends. You were coming off of weekends. You were just instantly like a huge cheerleader and a mentor for me and just made me feel so comfortable, which is perfect because I seriously attract Capricorns and Aquariuses like crazy in my life. And then I look at your chart and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I agree. I agree. No, when you when you arrived, I was like, oh, she's she's me. However many years ago, and you just went for it, and I'm glad that I could be of help. But it's crazy to me because I would have never been able to pull. I feel like I've known you forever, so I would have never been able to pull 2015 out of the years, like because I have mom brain now. But with you, say, <laughs> but with you saying that, just 
the like at the point that you met me in my life, I don't look back at that time and think that I was helping anyone. <laughs> mm. But be, but looking back, I know because I have built my relationships with so many of you that I did work with. But it's just so crazy for you to say 2015 and know that that was that was my worst year, you know. And then to know the impact that I may have still had is is a good feeling, but it also is like whoa, it kind of hits you hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to start. I, when I first met you, you were just this like motivated, bubbly, happy person in the newsroom, always ready to cheer other people on. You took your work very seriously and had a real respect for journalism and a real respect for the work you did. And I admired it so much, but it wasn't until years later, until you started sharing your story and being public about it and being open about it, that I realized something was going on that was completely different than the Madison I saw at work when you went home after the news was over. Mm -hmm. I would say, so we'll, We'll say my story is starts all with mental health, right? So mm-hmm. just a little tidbit, I'm sure we'll get into it later. But the little tidbit is that um, in 2014, I left an abusive relationship. And in my mind, leaving it was, I cut ties, I'm done, I'm fine, most women stay. So like, at least I'm not staying. Like that was, I thought that was the end of it, right? And then mm-hmm. over time, all that trauma trickled into my life and I didn't know it. Um, and so you actually, we met when I was in probably like the deepest, darkest place I had could have ever imagined. And until that time, I had always thought, I always thought depression was bullshit. <laughs> um, and I just never understood it. And I think that's where a lot of people in our world fall. They don't, they don't understand what depression really is or how it impacts somebody. And so I, for so long, didn't even know for myself that I was, that I was struggling. I just thought, oh, I'm sad and I need to just dive into my work and do all of this stuff. And so that's what everyone saw on the outside, but on the inside, I was, I was dying on the inside. I was absolutely miserable. Um, Nobody knew for the longest time. Um, you met me thinking I'm this, you know, super happy, excited person, but on the inside, you, nobody had a clue. So what did depression look like for you? Because I know that it can express itself differently in everybody. I mean, I, I'm sure I experienced depression differently than you do. So what did that look like? When you when when the lights turned off in the studio, you took the makeup off, or maybe you didn't take the makeup off, but you went home. I didn't. What did that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was working the two in the afternoon to midnight shift, um, and I would. I. It's funny that you say the wash your face thing. Um, so I would. I would go home. I would drink myself to sleep. Um, binge eat whatever was in my fridge at home, or stop for fast food on the way home, and then. I would watch a show that maybe brought me comfort until I fell asleep. Um, And then I would sleep until I absolutely had to wake up and get in the shower and go to work. So all I was doing was working, drinking, sleeping until I just absolutely had to get up. And I just thought I'm really tired. I'm working so hard. Like even then, 
And then I would be like, well, news is, you know, news takes such a toll on you. We're reading such horrible stories all of the time. And so I would drink to relax. And because that was before I knew other forms of relaxing, you know, we're influenced by um, the things we see growing up or the things that we see on TV. Everyone pours a glass of wine or has a beer when they get home from work. And so I was doing those things, not realizing how much damage I was doing. Um, and then I know, like, I know you had good experiences with me, but I look back and there are people that it just breaks my heart that they had certain interactions with me then and didn't have a clue what I was going through. And so now, rather than like beating myself up about those times, I just now I give, I try to give so many like new people, complete strangers, just complete grace. You don't know what they're like when even when you're standing in the grocery store line you don't have a clue what their what their inner turmoil is in that moment and so i always use when i know that i had outbursts and anger issues and all of that i try to just remember now that that's what someone else is going through potentially right sometimes when people are acting the worst it's because they're feeling the worst and mm -hmm. i think it's it's hard to have that empathy if you haven't gone through something really emotionally intense yourself. Yeah. And I think I had a huge wake up call the first time you posted about your depression and how severe it was. Um, and not a, a wake up call in the sense of, oh my gosh, I didn't know Madison was going through that. And I almost feel like, wow, I wish I would have known because I was going, I, I always struggle with depression like I have always gone through something similar I, I get it and I wish I could have been there but also I just felt so seen like someone has the courage to talk about what this really looks like and how bad it can really be and if she can express her truth that way like my truth is more acceptable too I'm not alone absolutely and I I think, you know, as a, as a journalist and a storyteller, you know, you tell everyone, never underestimate the power of your story. Every single person has a story that will impact someone else in a good way. But then also at the same time, not everyone wants to come on this platform and share it with the world, which is perfectly fine and acceptable. But I even just hope that showing up in a larger space encourages people to open up in a smaller space. Because even the people in my inner circle, they knew something was off. They knew I was having a hard time, but nobody knew that it was to the extent that it was. Because like I described the depression of sleeping, drinking, eating, all of that. Well, it, as I continuously didn't deal with whatever, you know, what I was dealing with, it turned into daily contemplation of suicide. And so I would drink myself to sleep to not do that. But I mean, it got as far as like, making plans in my head. And I was like, I'm going crazy. Like I, something's, what is wrong with me? And you do, you feel like you're crazy. You are not crazy. <laughs> if you're sitting here listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I have all of this going on. You are absolutely not crazy. We just need to talk out or you need to talk out whatever you're going through. So talk me through that moment, your lowest low, because you did actually call a suicide hotline at one point, right? Um, so it was a hotline. It was actually a hotline specifically with the company that we worked for. So, oh. um, yeah, so they had done a presentation at work and I, 
at the time that they did the presentation and like said, here are resources. If you ever have like a hard night at work or anything like that, like we're always here to talk to you because I believe they did that. There had been some sort of mass shooting that I believe we had all mm -hmm. recently covered. I've all the dates are kind of mixed up for me right now. But um, so I had this card and a number uh, and it was, it was a hotline. It wasn't the suicide hotline that we have up right now, but it was a hotline. And I had had a night at work that just made everything inside me just snap. Everything that I had been burying deep down this one event at work just made it all come out. And I went, I lived by myself, you know, I, I got home and I was like hyperventilating, having this like severe, severe panic attack. And I was just like, it's three in the morning. Can't, you know, who do you call at three in the morning? And everyone will say you can call me, but it's like, who really has their phone on at three in the morning? And, and you don't want to be that burden too, exactly. right? You don't want to be a burden. And so I swear by the hotline, even if you're just having a regular panic attack, I mean, call the hotline, like it will bring you so much immediate peace. That's at least that's what it did for me that a complete stranger on the other end of the phone with no judgment, with no idea what is actually going on in your space or what's going on, but they can, they have the skills to you breathe, you, they talk it out with you. And then they went as far as helping me make my first counseling appointment. Um, and so they say you're not healed until you can tell your story without crying. So here I am here. Healing is not linear. We're always healing. <laughs> um, but just knowing that a complete stranger could do that for me. And, you know, there's deeper parts of the story because by the time I ended up calling a hotline, there had been times where I had kind of tried to hint at the, to the people in my life. Like, I know something's wrong. I just don't know what is wrong. And there's, and there's no fault to these people. They, they don't have the training. They don't know. And so I don't ever mean to hurt anyone in my life's feelings or anything at all. Like our friends and family do not have the tools. They don't. And that's why you have to make the call or make the counseling appointment. Absolutely. Um, and how powerful do you think it was just in that moment, speaking your emotions out loud to someone else? It sounds like you had been craving that experience and trying to get someone to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. um, so what was that like finally just saying how you felt? It was this, well, it, I mean, I was just bawling, you know, you have all the emotions, um, but it was this relief, like instant relief, even though I was having the worst night of my life, it was this instant relief because I had gotten it off my chest. I had not gotten all of that off of my chest in over a year that all of it had been festering. Mm. Um, so instant relief <laughs> and just knowing it will also looking back at it, realizing that you are the only person that is responsible for you. You are the only person who can tell someone that something's wrong up there. Nobody can read our minds. Nobody. Oh, what a powerful realization. Um, and I we'll talk about all the tools that you found shortly after and how things unfolded for you to be able to be this healthier, strong, amazing version of yourself today. But before we get into that, which is going to be so powerful and I'm so excited, um, I just want to touch on the news industry in general and 
especially if other people who work in news or have worked in news find this. How do you think working in that industry played into you kind of just going through the motions and leaning into work? Because I do feel like there is this expectation surrounding news that it's just going to be a hard job and it's going to be miserable. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I think all of our, if you went to journalism school, I think all your professors tell you like, Hey, this is, this is not for the faint of heart. Like you, you work your butt off and you still don't make enough money to, you know, survive sometimes. And so, yeah, I, I also, I don't know, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say certain things in my sign probably say that I'm a throw myself into work person maybe um, I don't know. yes that would okay. be your capricorn moon suppressing your true emotions and just <laughs> funneling everything and just all of your capricorn placements capricorn is the workhorse of the zodiac like yeah. they need that structure they need to be working towards a goal achieving something so you probably feel that always like you need to be working towards something i mean yes look i became a mom and thought i'll start two different businesses and film a documentary <laughs> <laughs> Even though I could just be a stay-at-home mom right now, not just, sorry, that let me correct that because stay-at-home moms are heroes. We're all doing so much work no matter what you're doing in or out of the home. Um, but it's just interesting that I do have the opportunity to be solely a stay-at-home mom and I still want to do all of this stuff. So. Oh, yes. And and you are so driven, which is very Capricorn of you. Um, but yeah, that Capricorn moon, when you were talking about just diving into work and like pushing your feelings to the side and kind of just going through those motions, like that is definitely a Capricorn moon tendency. Um, so the beauty of astrology is you know that about yourself. If you find yourself even in current day, even in a healthier state, diving into work too much, you might ask yourself, hmm, what am I, what feelings am yeah. I trying to avoid right now? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and back to your point of the news and the mental health aspect, obviously, a company that we were even working for was like, hey, we do care about your mental health, you know, here's this. And um, I believe big companies probably need to just do that to save their butts because, you know, everything is still expected of us. You're still expected to be on that live breaking news. You're still expected, you know, all of these things. And it is, it is since leaving it and correct me if I'm wrong. I think I've inspired a few other people to be like, Oh, there is life after news. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, but yeah, I, and for me, it was really just, this is how I'm going to distract myself because again, like I just, I get laser focused. I do my work. Um, and it made it to where I didn't have to think about anything, but news itself, any journalists or reporters or anchors or whoever's watching, it's just, for me, I was like, I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want people to think I quit what I worked so hard for, but I accomplished it. Right. So you accomplished it. We didn't quit on anything. We actually accomplished it. It didn't make us happy anymore. We weren't thriving. So on to the next thing. And that was really hard for me to, to really wrap my brain around that I had actually already accomplished it. I wasn't quitting on it. And that is you leaning into the positive aspect of your Capricorn moon. They're like, I achieved it rather than I'm quitting, right? Because mm -hmm. that, I mean, I love astrology. I love seeing your chart as you're saying all of this. Um, so now let's talk about 
why you left news. And I feel like there was so much divine intervention in the course of that year and a half, two years between you hitting that lowest low, just getting that card from the employer exactly when you needed it, um, which I don't even remember having that seminar or that training, and, and I was probably working there. So talk to me about kind of how everything else unfolded because you had a plan typical capricorn energy and then the universe was like yeah no absolutely not this is not what's meant for you yes and i would say well it's interesting that you said when i was like 27 is when things really like like took a massive turn right so they did literally well okay let me back up so i was on a three-year news contract mm -hmm. and i was getting to the end of the contract and i just knew it wasn't for me anymore. And honestly, what my abusive relationship and what happened to me probably played a huge role in that. But I do believe that I was supposed to leave news when I left news. Um, but yes, yeah, so I had a plan. Um, I knew my contract was coming up. I wanted to do like a soul searching trip. And um, so I made plans to go to Thailand and teach English for six months. And then I told myself I'd figure it all out by then right so i had literally sold all my stuff um i moved in with this incredibly generous family in reno and they let me help with their kids in the morning before i went to work and then i lived with them rent free so that i could have money to go to thailand um so i was living with them and the universe said here's your husband and you're pregnant <laughs> Um, and what's so on, I actually found out that I was pregnant on my birthday, my 27th birthday. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, yeah. So when you said that about my chart, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty fascinating. Um, and for the, well, I think it's also, you're just, this is coming into my mind too. Your Saturn being in Capricorn is very indicative of like this male energy coming in and completely teaching you new lessons or shifting your life, which is like, hello, Joe, like yes. go and enter the picture and everything changed. Yeah. And I don't know if this has anything to do with Joe is a Taurus. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I wasn't okay. sure if that ties in at all. Well, he's an earth sign and you have a ton of earth energy. So you guys probably vibe really well together. We have to look at his full chart to see what else is going on with Joe. Um, but you guys are similar in age, right? Yeah, he's only one year older. Okay, so you probably have some similar placements. But yeah, we'll have to look at his chart yeah. because um, I have a feeling there's some overlaps there. Did you have – I remember when you started dating Joe and you guys were – obsessed with each other like could not take your hands off of each other did you have this like any sort of like divine moment or message come through like this is my person or did it just kind of click and flow everything clicked and flowed but it was so you know the planner in me all of that right it was the first time that I was like I'm I'm just going with it I'm going like it was the first time that I got out of my like concrete plan, concrete this, I have to execute this way because the second like you, you fall in love and then find out you're pregnant pretty soon after, um, you know, you just kind of, it was just this huge shift. And I, you know, I won't say it's all been rainbows and butterflies because I'm also very open about that. Right. So, you know, we've done our fair share of marriage counseling, all of that stuff, but in the beginning, it was very much like this feels 
absolutely 1000% right. This is the path we're taking and we took off. Yeah, and it was very unexpected. It was not part of the plan for you to have your son. Um, <laughs> but that one, you know, not to discount how huge getting pregnant is, but seriously, just that one moment in time shifted the entire timeline for the rest of your life, essentially. Yep. Yes, it did. So how did your perspective change? I know you had already kind of been going to counseling. You had already started discovering some of these tools. How did your perspective change when you knew that you were going to become a mother? Well, that was, it's a journey all of, all on its own. But what is so interesting about like motherhood and my healing journey is that I know for a lot of people or women, um, you know, sometimes you get the postpartum depression and your kids aren't what's, you know, but I, I truly believe that my kids have 100% saved me um, in the sense that even like, for example, I kind of mentioned to you, you know, in the last couple of months, I've been in my own little funk, but when I, and I know that people will instantly get worried about me in that sense. And that's, I mean, it's good to care for someone, but I think people freak out and think I'm like back to, oh my gosh, she's suicidal. She's, you know, this, and it couldn't be further from the truth. My, my kids have given me a reason to live in like that thought would never cross my mind ever. Right. And so the interesting part is I had been, I was on antidepressants when I found out that I was pregnant with my first kiddo. And unfortunately, the doctor that I was seeing then said, okay, you have to stop your antidepressants. And I had just like, you know, I, I was in a groove of life. I was doing great. I mean, that's what brought my husband, you know, you attract people into your life when you're, when you're doing good and you're focusing on you. And then they're like, bam, here's the, yeah. Um, so, and I, you know, when you hear that from a doctor and this was four years ago now, or almost five years ago. And so I just immediately was like, okay. And I stopped the antidepressants cold Turkey. Um, and if you're watching this right now, it is a okay to be on antidepressants while you're pregnant. And, um, I, I ended up back on them through my second pregnancy. And I'm very glad that I did because I still didn't have different anxieties and things under control. Um, I'm off antidepressants now, but it's like this, it's just this, it's just, it's so interesting what motherhood can do for your healing journey. And I'm very grateful for, for my babies. And hello, your Chiron and Cancer, the sign of the mother, like your deepest healing came from becoming a mother. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we have some people showing up. I want to say hello to you. Uh, Robert says, Madison, miss you in Reno, my two Aww. faves. <laughs> Hi, I get a lot of people still from Reno um, who yep. follow me, like the most loyal followers, I swear. Yes. It's incredible. Um, give your past self grace, especially. What a great, what a great piece of advice. Okay, so we were talking about motherhood, your healing. Let's start talking about clean eating, though, because did that come first or did skincare come first for you? Let me back it up for you. And I, and this is all, it's so funny because when you're in the moment, you don't think of things like this, but once you're removed from it and you can look back on it, you're like, oh my gosh, that was what led to all of this. So, um, I was leaving news. I had my own plan and then I'm married and pregnant, like in a six month span. Um, and so everything was just going crazy and I'm, I needed something for myself. I, um, I, you know, it was, I was 
glad to have found someone that could provide for me, but I'm like, I've been on my own, like surviving by myself. Like I need to make my own money. I need to do my own thing. And so one thing led to another and I ended up signing on as a skincare consultant, which completely out of character and not anything I was ever interested in because I just, it just wasn't my thing, but it like fell into my lap when it was supposed to. And so I started doing that and something that I wrote down that I really wanted to say. So anyone who is struggling, start with one small habit, one small habit, right? And so I don't think that I ever would have been as successful with like my whole 30 coaching, which we'll get into if I hadn't started with that one small promise to myself of washing my face, right? And it doesn't matter what products you use. I'm not selling you products on here. Like just wash your face. It's an instant mental health boost. Um, and doing it before you go to bed is really huge because I know that that's when people don't do it. <laughs> They're like, I'm tired. I'm not going to do it. But just keeping that one small promise to myself, I think is what led to the bigger commitments with clean eating and all of that. You'll be happy to know that on nights when I'm like, I don't want to wash my makeup off. I just want to watch the office or whatever, <laughs> sit on the couch. I'm like, but Madison, Madison would want me to wash my face. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad I made that impact. Um, Absolutely. No, but okay. So you want to know more about how I got into Whole30? So when I remember you saying at one point that right after you came out of your abusive relationship, was that when you did your first round of Whole30? Yep. So 20, August of 2014, um, before I had ended the relationship, I had already been planning on doing this like health reset. Um, I knew I wasn't thriving and I, it was, I think whole 30 um, was, well, whole 30 started in 2009, but it was starting to like gain momentum and like people were talking about it a lot more. And so one of my coworkers had just done it. And I, if I'm being completely honest, I was like, I saw her weight loss. I think we're all uh, guilty of seeing those pictures and be like, Oh, I want to do that. Um, and so I really went into it, not even knowing the full power of it. Um, and so I did my first round and I think that the only reason that I stuck, cause it's a very strict program for that 30 days. And I think the only thing that really made me stick to that is that I had just hit such a rock bottom. And I, and so now when I talk to people about starting something or keeping a habit up, um, I just say, don't wait until you hit your rock bottom because it's like, just, just start now, you know, start doing that one thing to improve your life or yourself or your day now, because when you do, however, doing it, when I hit rock bottom, it worked out, <laughs> right? Like I, I stuck with it and I learned how powerful of a program it was, but it wasn't until 20, it wasn't until 2020 when I started really preaching about it to everybody mm -hmm. and the power of it. So it's been a journey. That's six years, seven, you know? So what was your biggest takeaway from that first Whole30? And how has your perspective of doing a Whole30 changed since, since that first round? And also, before we get into that, we should probably explain what is Whole30? <laughs> if you're like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay. Um, so the Whole30 program is ultimately um, just, it's a health reset. It's an overall health reset um, I know a lot of people like to like roll their eyes at it when they hear that it's an elimination diet, um, but it's not elimination forever. It is elimination of 
potentially problematic foods, right? Every single person is going to have a different reaction to different food groups. So we all learn something different from the program. But ultimately, you do this elimination lifestyle change. <laughs> um, we hate the word diet. So you do this elimination lifestyle change to find out how your body reacts to certain food groups. Now, when I did my first round, I'm being totally honest, I saw someone with their, their before and after weight loss. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. I've been drinking too much. My, my blazers are tighter, you know, all this stuff. Um, and so I did my first round, you know, lost a bunch of weight. Um, I would also couple that weight loss probably with how traumatic of a breakup I had just had. Um, but at the same time, I was eating healthier foods than I've ever eaten in my life. I was finally learning how to cook. Granted, I ate the same thing like every single meal for 30 days because I just <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. Um, but anyway, so then fast forward to 2020, I film a documentary about intimate partner violence. And I just had this like, I was still on antidepressants. And I was just like, oh, I feel like he still has control over my life. Like I'm on antidepressants because of what he did to me. And I hate that. And so I was just like, I rever and over the years I had done whole 30, I always reverted back to it after I had my kiddos because I gained a lot of weight while I was pregnant and I just wanted to get back in tune with my body. And so I did whole 30s after having babies and things like that. And then in 2020, when I was like, okay, I'm going to quit antidepressants. I know how incredible I feel when I'm on whole 30. And so I just went strict whole 30 weaned myself off, talk to your doctor before you wean yourself off of antidepressants, but weaned myself off of the antidepressants and started walking <laughs> and just completely. And that's 2020, right? That was the beginning of 2020. And then we know what happened and I stuck with all of it. And I just was like, okay, this is really powerful because even when the world is falling apart, I'm, I'm happy, I'm okay. And I'm able to work through all of it based on the food that I put in my body. And that is really one of the biggest takeaways um, and the biggest motivation for me to try Whole30. Once you started talking about not doing it for appearance, but doing it for mental health and how great you felt, I was going through my own difficult times in the midst of you know, after the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic, beginning of 2021 was a really hard time for me. And I had just seen you talking about how great you felt. And I was like, okay, this is worth a shot. And I think that's something people don't realize how much the food we eat affects our mood and like how we feel about the world around us. Yep. And I think that what also shocks people because people get reeled in by, you know, weight loss pictures or whatever else. And I always say, I wish I could take a picture of my brain like before and after Whole30. Um, but so we all get pulled in for that appearance thing. And then people's minds are completely blown that number one, you can transform your appearance without starving yourself. Number one, just eat real food. Eat, and you eat more than you've ever eaten. You shouldn't, no counting calories, no counting any of that. And then you realize that it's all about ingredients. And I think like now that I'm so deep into it and I'm a certified coach and everything like that, I sometimes I'm just like, have we really all forgotten that like the food that was put on this earth is what we're supposed to be putting in our bodies? Like don't walk down the middle aisles at a grocery store. That's 
that's not that was not put here for us to fuel our bodies with. So true. And, you know, we've talked about the mental health aspect. And I will just say from my own experience, I've done two rounds of Whole30 this year. Um, and I remember the first round, you know, you talk about there's like the Whole30 calendar of a weekend. This is how you'll feel a couple days in. This is how you'll feel what to expect. But I swear after three or four days, my partner was doing it with me. We're out on a walk with our dogs and we both were just like, this is how happy people feel. Like, <laughs> what? We can feel like this? Because we both were such sugar addicts, processed food. Neither of us are great cooks or we're comfortable in the kitchen. And just forcing ourselves, making that commitment for 30 days, within three or four days, we felt such a huge shift in our moods. And I think I messaged you or I posted about it and I was like, Madison, I get it now. Like I understand what you've been talking about. And that is why I will never shut up. And I know it's so funny because people, when they first start listening to you about something, they're like, okay. And then when you like really don't shut up about it, they're like, okay, there has to be something in it. And you should, if there is something that changed your life or just changed something drastically for you, like shout it from the rooftops for other people. And you are so great at doing that. You have really, I think since leaving news and, and I'm starting to experience something similar, I think when you're in news, you're so used to having to represent this brand and it kind of stifles your own truth. You don't want to say anything that's going to provoke people or make people have a certain view of you because you're supposed to be that unbiased, almost blank slate that information is coming through. Um, so how did leaving news inspire you to start sharing these deep truths about your own struggles with mental health, um, about you know the power of washing your face, about your mood just by changing the foods you were eating? It's so, it's, a, it's always a journey, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint. And so many different things led to where I am now. And one of the things, so I'm all about self-help stuff, right? Like I'm constantly reading self-help things. And I actually was just very, very fortunate that I got to hear two um, incredible motivational speakers in person um, because of the skincare company that I was signed on or that I'm still signed on with. And if you could have told me that signing on to be a skincare consultant would lead to hearing a motivational speech that literally I'm in the audience I'm gonna start crying right now. <laughs> I just tears start streaming down my face, and I'm like, "This is my calling. I have to share. Like, I have to share this." And I think it's so funny because, as a journalist, you don't ever—it's not your goal to be the story, right? We are there to tell other people's stories, and so it was hard at first for me to be like, "I'm gonna talk about myself," but if talking about myself can help someone else not be in this deep dark place, then it's worth it. Um, and it has proven to be very much. And I'm just so grateful for the people that have followed along or listened and then even reached out saying like how it helped them. Because I think like I question myself a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, are people bored of me talking about this? Do they think I'm just like, you know, playing a victim by talking about this all the time? But it's like, it's helping people. I mean, I, it's, it's incredible what your story can do. And so I, I guess I just started reporting on my own life. 
And that is the beauty of working in news. I say this all the time, but you really gain such a skill set when it comes to communicating, writing, speaking, using social media, and you have been able to gather all of those skills that you learned and use them to fulfill your purpose. Like I know just from being your friend and watching your story unfold on social media, your purpose is to share that story because I have been, my life has changed dramatically just from coming back to your stories and learning about Whole30 and, you know, not feeling alone in my own depression and knowing that there are tools that can help me. So you have, you just being you has completely changed my life, honestly. Thank you for, for sharing that. And like, when I do hear that stuff, it makes, so I admitted to you before we came on here that I've been in a little bit of a funk. Um, But I also told you, I think today, like, even when, so even if you're, you're struggling right now, or like, you haven't taken any steps to take care of yourself. um, Now, the difference for me is like, I'm like, okay, I know that this will feed my soul, I might not feel like doing it. Um, but I did feel like doing it because as soon as you messaged me, I was like, yes, but I knew in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, my anxiety is going to go crazy that morning, but just, this is going to give me the pep in my step to keep going, um, and do it afraid. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just spewing my feelings out and apparently it helps people. So that's a good thing. (laughs) It's working. Um, and I think that's also the power of these tools that you have cultivated and shared over the past couple of years, because, you know, I'm not on a strict whole 30 year round, right. I, but doing a whole 30 has made it much easier when I order groceries to choose the cleaner option or to choose the cleaner snack versus just grabbing some Cheez-Its or whatever processed food I would have grabbed before. The same thing with, you know, skincare, knowing, okay, this isn't like a huge hurdle to just get off the couch and literally like wipe my makeup off or wash my face for two minutes. Um, So how has having those tools now, you really have gotten a handle on them. They're part of your routine. How do you think that keeps you from falling back into your darker, more depressed state when it comes creeping in. So, and I hope that anyone who struggles with their, their food or like beats themselves up about like, oh, I started something and now I, I fell off or whatever. Right. So with whole 30, I have made it my home base. And that is the goal for anyone who goes through the program is to make it your home base, but then find your own food freedom. And I know talking about food and mental health, so many people still don't understand that connection, but literally your mental health starts in your gut. Um, and so fueling your body and giving your gut the, the nutrition that it needs <laughs> translates to your, your mental health. And so I know, for example, so um, Hall- we just had Halloween, right? Tomorrow, And I'm really glad I'm on here before Thanksgiving because I got a little pep talk <laughs> for everybody before they go to Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. Um, But just the fact that, so like I wake up and my goal, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this great nutritious breakfast, right? And that's, that's how I start my day. And even if I don't have the rest of my day planned out, even if I end up stopping for lunch because I'm not on a strict whole 30 or that's just what worked with my schedule that day, like you said, it still changes what I order um, because I know that, that 
I don't know what example to use because I don't want to call any food bad because no food is bad, right? Um, but I just will, I will order something different based on how I know it's going to make me feel. And so, but then the other part is like we just had Halloween. So maybe I had some Halloween candy and that's okay, right? So I had it. I know that ultimately that sugar took a toll. And so it's like, I don't want to sit here and eat a whole, my kid's whole bag of candy. Um, even though I did eat a lot of their candy, but then you just, you don't beat yourself up after it happens. You're just like, yep, I had some candy. I'm going to move on and I'm going to pick the next meal that's going to fuel my body. So just continuing, like, so say I didn't wash my face one night while I'm in a funk or that sort of thing. That's okay. You just, you keep going. And I think people get so stuck in, I said I was going to do this. I didn't do it. Now life is ruined and, or the week is ruined or the day is ruined. And it's like, no, just Keep going to the next thing that's going to keep you progressing. Don't count yourself and, out. And it's all about that awareness, right? Like once you go through a whole 30, you know how sugar affects your body, mm -hmm. how carbs affect your body. And it's not necessarily like eating one piece of candy is going to make you spiral into a state of depression or something, but you just become so much more sensitive to how you're fueling your body, to how the foods that are entering your mouth are affecting your whole state of being. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so since we're talking about Thanksgiving, so I yeah. think the biggest thing, I think people think of people that don't know or haven't read any of the books or read the website, which Whole30 is a completely free program for anyone who's interested, Whole30.com, check it out. Um, but people, I think, think that it's forever and that this food is bad or that food. And it's, there's no good or bad food. There are foods that make us feel really great. And there are foods that might not make us feel so great, but we're all human. We all have an emotional attachment, especially for a day like tomorrow, right? Grandma's pumpkin pie or, or whatever that family dish is. As your Whole30 certified coach, I'm telling you, go eat it, enjoy it, drop the guilt. Who cares? And you don't even need to say like, oh, I'm starting something strict the next day. No. We need food to survive. So please just feed yourself, enjoy the moment and move on from it. If you want to wake up and have a super healthy breakfast Friday morning, that's awesome. If you want to wake up and have leftovers, that's awesome too. <laughs> it's all about that food freedom like you always talk about and like is an integral part of the Whole30 program. Um, but yeah, it, and I love that it's a free program. It's all just about education. You know, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's been transformative for me, for my partner as well. We make so many healthier choices now, and um, I really view my body so much differently, like just this sacred vessel that I am fueling. Truly. And I, one of the rules that I love so much is that you do not, one of the rules of the program is do not step on the scale for that 30 days. And because I've been doing Whole30 for so long, I do not, I don't know where my scale is. I don't care. I could not tell you how much I weigh right now. And I don't care because I feel good. I'm eating what I want to eat. And I, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So if you're someone, cause we grew up, at least I grew up where I saw, you know, people weighing themselves every single day. I fell into that. And so there's so many whole 30 kind of, if you do a round of whole 30, it kind of catapults you in to so much more to like that you can, it's not just about food, right? Like it can transform so many different aspects of your life. Like not stepping on the scale every morning for someone who used to step on the scale every single morning since she was 14. That's a huge piece of a healing journey, right? 
Yeah, it's been a huge catalyst for my own healing journey, just taking that initiative and putting myself first and caring for myself is something that I was not doing. And it made it very apparent how much I've been neglecting my body, this vessel that is taking care of my spirit, you know, throughout this life. Um, And I think what's really awesome is that you were in your fittest, healthiest state just from eating clean, not from doing any crazy workouts or anything like that. Yep. Um, So without getting into all my medical stuff. I did have a, my second baby was a C-section and it was, it still is a terrible recovery. And so I am not able to do certain exercises and all of that stuff. Um, I will be able to soon, hopefully. <laughs> um, but I just was like, I just, just move your body, moving your body in whatever way brings you joy. Moving your body should not be a punishment for what you ate. It shouldn't be, um, because you're trying to burn something, you know, burn something off. Just move your body simply because you can, and it makes you feel better. So I, I put my kids in the double stroller when I started my, my 2020 transformation. And I walked with my kids every single day in the stroller on the trails around our neighborhood. And it, I think ultimately I ended up down 60 pounds from walking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, from walking and eating all the healthy foods. Incredible. And one last thing I want to say about Whole30 is that you can literally eat as much as you want. There's no calorie counting. You're not counting macros or keeping track of anything. It's so easy. It's just a matter of buying the right groceries and planning out meals. Yes. And that's kind of part of the, the psychology behind Whole30 actually is that it is so black and white that once you learn the black and white rules, it's so easy to build your plate. You're not like freaking out about all the, like you said, counting, weighing, all of that stuff. And so it brings you, once you see the results at the feel and see the results at the end of the 30 days, you're just like, Oh, I can accomplish this without doing all this crazy stuff to keep up with it. Right. Absolutely. Okay. There's one last thing we have to talk about during this episode um, because it's something that you are actively working on. This documentary, like you sharing your story and connecting with other women to share a similar story, the same story in a sense. Talk to me about where you are in the documentary process and what this is all about. So I laugh and roll my eyes at myself because um, (laughs) it's been, I've been talking about doing the documentary since 2019. We're about to go into 2022. Um, And so it's just, I have to keep telling myself it's going to, it will be done and it will get to where it's supposed to go when the timing is right. Um, but I am very, we're very close. I have an incredible, um, two other team members that are just so, so incredible and having patience (laughs) with me and getting this done. Um, but yes, so ultimately when I decided that I needed to share my story of leaving, you know, the abusive relationship and, and the journey from there and everything that came from it, um, my original goal was to, because I have my journalism background, I like to tell people stories. I was like, okay, I'm just going to share my story on social media so that people know why I'm passionate about sharing other women's stories um, on this topic. And then my goal from there was to find women who were just willing to, because it's hard to get women to talk about that on camera. You're afraid of the abusive person, all these different things, right? And so my goal was to find women who did want to sit down and kind of speak about 
the different things that happen in that abusive relationship and the red flags and just help give young women, other women, a warning. Like, this is not normal. This is not what should be happening in a relationship. Well, what happened from sharing my story on my, my Facebook page, which isn't public, my Facebook page is private. I shared my story and I started getting direct messages from people, um, from two, from one woman specifically. And she said, I think we have a similar story. And I got chills. I got chills saying it um, because she had dated the same person that I had dated. And one thing led to another. And I realized that we needed to share this specific story because so what we did, another, another woman is a part of it as well. And she, she had, she had known my story before it was on social media. But then once I had another girl reach out, I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to get together on this. And so what we did is we sat down and we basically documented the escalation in this one abusive person's life from age 16 to 24 and how his behavior in. So he dated one girl at 16. He dated the other girl at 20 ish. And then he met me when I was 24. And so basically went through these behaviors that started in high school and just progressively got worse and more abusive and more violent. Um, and it ends with, with my story, um, which I never intended on it being about me, but I thought that it was so fascinating to document the impact of one person on so many women that never said anything right? You think it's just you. It's not just you. They are an abusive person and they are doing it to everyone eventually. Did it make you view that man in a different light hearing other women describe their relationship with him? Uh, do you mean, did it make me realize it wasn't just me that he was being that way with? Um, Hearing, hearing it just made me realize all of the things I ignored in the very, very beginning, right? I was mm -hmm. with this person for eight months, um, and it started from the very beginning. But in the moment, I didn't even – I just thought, he's drinking, and it's me. Mm, wow. So your goal with this documentary, once it's out in the world in perfect divine timing, when it arrives, what is the main takeaway you hope comes out of this and the main message you hope people get from it? I hope people understand, like I said at the beginning, the power of their own story. Because just by sharing my story on my private Facebook page with however many friends I had at the time, it led to people connecting the dots and it led to the woman that he was dating at the time to break up with him before she ever experienced what we experienced. And so even if that's all that I accomplish, even once the documentary is out, she's not with him. And so. Oh, I think not even just that story, but you have walked through such difficult emotions and experiences 
all of which I don't even know. You know, I, I don't know your full childhood, your full history, where all the trauma started, as so many of us have, we right? We all have trauma. <laughs> yeah, like we could talk for hours, I'm sure, back and forth. Um, but I, you are just such a testament to the power of sharing your truth, sharing your story, and the impact it can have on other people. And I, it's just been such a joy watching you lean into that more and more with all of these ventures. You find a way to make your story part of every business venture that you embark on. Every piece of content you put out has your story embedded in it. And you know, again, you're just such a testament to the power of speaking your truth. And I'm so grateful that you did that with me today and that you just continue to do that. You are such an inspiration to me. Thank you. Oh, you make me cry again. Thank you. You <laughs> you don't know yet because I'm not saying it out loud to the universe yet, but you'll find out how you've inspired me very soon. <laughs> I can't wait. You, you, so always, yeah, you always have, but even this is a big one. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay, so we end each episode of The Spiritual Journalist with a card pull. Ooh. And I'm going to pull from this big boy deck, Lightworker okay. Oracle. It's the first deck I ever got. And it always it has some really long descriptions, so it might take me a second to read through it. But okay. <laughs> I have a feeling it's, we're going to get a really perfect card for you. Can I say one more thing? Because I yes. uh, just about the documentary, because, you mm -hmm. know, that girl is not with him anymore, but the ultimate goal, you asked what the ultimate goal of it is. And I hope we called it red flags. And so I hope that anyone that does see it, women start to realize the red flags that may be happening in their own relationship. Absolutely. Okay. And while I'm shuffling also, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this, who's watching this has fallen in love with you as much as I have. So where can people connect with you? moving forward, learn about Whole30, do coaching with you, all of the things. Okay. So right now my biggest contact um, situation would be through my Instagram and it's just the Madison Van Dyne. Um, and then I will, if anyone's interested, I'm always posting free content um, when it comes to Whole30 recipes and all of that. Um, but I will be coaching again in January if anyone um, wants to do a full health lifestyle reset with me. Um, and then, yeah, so Instagram. And then um, as far as what you'll see on those channels, I just try to remind you to wash your face. I don't care what products you're using, just wash your face. Um, and then just educating you guys on, on Whole30 and showing you how I uh, intertwine it into the day-to-day -day life. And mom life, how you mom feed life. your kids healthy meals as well. They're not full Whole30, but I don't have children, but I feel more prepared to feed my kids healthy meals after watching your content. Yes, I will be forever grateful that I found Whole30 before having kids because, and I need to start posting more about this because so many people have been asking for their kids. But I mean, it, 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 if my kids get too far from Whole30, they're not sleeping. They're having more tantrums. They're, like there's so many things that, you can just help yourself with by how you serve your food to your kids. Gosh, I wish my parents would have <laughs> taught me Whole30 or just like healthy, you know, nutritional information in general, because I feel like your kids are going to have such a head start on living a healthy I life. So. I yeah. hope so. And I hope they feel freedom with it and not like, oh, this is bad. My, my four-year-old will already say, mommy, I'm only going to have like a few bites of this because it's going to give me a belly ache. <laughs> 
So oh he's, he's good. already, and I don't tell him he can't have something, right? I don't, there's, there's none of that. It's just, and he already knows this might not make me feel so great. <laughs> oh, I love that. And of course, through our whole conversation, your astrology chart is just like circling in my head. And I just had this thought of, you have so much Capricorn energy um, dominating your chart, which is all about restriction. It's all about limitations, boundaries, rules. But then your sun, your essence is in this freedom, you know, house. So you have this beautiful balance between that food freedom, but also having those boundaries, having those restrictions, um, and understanding how to fuel your body in a practical way. Absolutely. Okay. Let's pull a card. Okay. What do we need to know? What does Madison need to know today? <laughs> All right. Ooh, okay. Here's your card. It's okay. called Star Child. I've never pulled this card before. It's the number eight, so I don't know if eight has any meaning to you, but Ooh. that's the number on the card. That was my volleyball number in high school. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, eight, star child. Here we go. <clears throat> the light of the stars exists in you. The earth wants you to share that light with humanity. You are asked to understand that you are meant to be here, that you have spiritual work to accomplish. Give up the idea that you belong somewhere else to another home in the stars. Instead, let the starlight of your inner being shine here on earth where it shall make such a positive difference in the world. Fall in love with earth's beauty. She can and will support you in all ways. Have you been dreaming of other places you would prefer to be? Are you wondering if there is more to life on this planet than suffering and struggle? Perhaps you know you have a mission, yet you doubt that you can succeed. Perhaps you love your life here, but yearn to experience the spiritual purity that exists in the higher vibrational fields of the stars. You may feel like a tourist in need of a fix of your home language to endure adapting to a very different world. Grounding yourself here on earth enables you to fulfill your life mission. You cannot accomplish this without feeling that you belong here. Your feet need to be planted on the earth. Relax and trust that you are meant to be here. You have a special light to share and a particular spiritual vibration to live so that the quotient of embodiment spiritual light on the earth increases. You are part of an important team of spiritual beings working to assist humanity to grow spiritually. The challenge for a star-seated soul is to accept human beings as they are without despairing over their darker side. The violence may frighten you, but your love will help humanity learn to use that violence to dismantle old structures and create new ways of being. It can be channeled to energize humanity with a can-do attitude toward creating a more loving and functional world. Remember you came to this planet to learn and to help others. You agreed to take this journey because you can assist both the earth and humanity to evolve their frequency. It is possible and you are helping make it so. There are three truths that will help you embrace your journey on this planet. Firstly, you carry the purity of your star ancestry in your heart. You can return through meditation or relaxation at any time. You often return to your starborn home during sleep. The loved ones from that place are very aware of your journey here and are helping you every step of the way. They send you frequencies from home like divine care packages, which fuel you for your earthly task. Second, you are so filled with love that you are capable of loving all on this planet. You have compassion even for those who are very wounded and fearful and at times act out in ways of violence, cruelty, and ignorance. Now the human capacity for courage, compassion, and light is increasing. 
your work as part of the team of light loving beings is already having an effect. Thirdly, as a star seed, you have special resources for your journey here on earth. Your every spiritual request and need will be met by a loving team of spiritual helpers. You get to have a lot of fun in your healing mission if you so choose. It doesn't have to be hard work, though of course, sometimes it will be. Just remember that the stars shine with joy in the sky and you can shine as a star with joy upon the earth. This is your nature. This is how you can best fulfill your life mission. Well, I got to go accomplish, like conquer the world today after reading that <laughs> or hearing that. <laughs> but remember to do it through joy. It doesn't I have know. to be hard work with all your Capricorn placement. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so hard. I know. That's really a great, a great message to leave off on. Oh, this was so much fun. <laughs> I know. I know. We're going to have to schedule a Zoom date or something not <laughs> publicly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. I hope that card resonated with you. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you know the concept of a star seed, but look into it. That card okay. is telling you write it down. to check out what, what is a star seed. Because okay. as an Aquarius, I think you might identify a little bit. You're like, do okay. I belong here? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, yep. I just wrote it down. Um, so I won't forget. Yes. But, Regardless of if you identify as a star seed, I know that you bring so much light to the world. You have brought so much light into my life. You have brought so much light just during this hour or so we've been talking. And I'm just so, so grateful to have you as a friend and for you sharing your experience and sharing your truth. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for wanting to help me spread the story further. That's incredible. Absolutely. I'm cheering you on every step of the way, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much, Olivia. Uh, and thank you to all of you who joined our conversation today and uh, welcomed Madison's story, heard her story, witnessed her truth. We'll be back again next week with the new episodes of The Spiritual Journalist. But until then, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Today's Transits, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Just search The Spiritual Journalist. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.